And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. Today's guest is Ash Samborski. Ash has been visited by Jesus, the Archangel Michael, Lucifer, and an alien. And we're going to talk about that and more. Mm -hmm. Ash, thanks for joining me and welcome. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's a pleasure to put a face to the name. Yes. All right. So I don't know where to start because there's so many, so many places, <laughs> so many people you've seen or beings. Mm. Now you've also had out of body experiences. So maybe we can start there. Okay. Yep. The very first experience I ever had was actually back in uh, about 1995 ish. And back then I had no idea what was going on, but um, I was about uh, 15 to 18 years old. And uh, I remember completely waking up and I was, my back was against the ceiling. Energetically, I was floating, looking down at my body. And when I saw this, I kind of got scared. And when you're out of body, as soon as you get scared, you kind of get sucked right back into your body. So I remember going into my body and like gasping this uh, for air and coming to and just being like, what the heck just happened? And then I just kind of passed out. And that was my very first experience of ever leaving my body. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, all right. Well, let's go on to the next one. Okay. Well, my life got really weird in uh, 2014 because uh, in 2013, I lost my, my mom to cancer and um, a whole bunch of things kind of started to fall apart in my life, uh, divorce and all these things. And I fell into a major depression. And uh, for 13 months, I basically didn't really want to be alive. I was... Um, never really thought about suicide but i just i was just waiting for the day that uh you know i wouldn't have to be here naturally and um i was feeling so much pain in my heart that i just kind of thought you know i was i asked myself one day like for pretty much 13 months i lived in my detached garage and i just sat by myself and one day i was thinking to myself i was like could you really live another 40 years with all this pain in your heart and uh, that was when I was like, no, I don't, I don't see the point in life anymore. And uh, so I grabbed my keys after having quite a, you know, thought process about if I wanted to do it. And um, I would grab my keys and I was just going to start my car in my garage when um, something, something yelled at me in my garage. And my garage was closed, it was detached. It was kind of dark. There was no one in there. And so I grabbed my keys, I stood up and I heard this word, no, shouted at me, like as if me and you are talking. And it was interesting because I was looking at my car, which was to my right. And this word, these words had come from my left. So I'm looking at my car and it must have took me like one and a half to two seconds to turn my head. But in that time, I was like, I was scared. I was like, okay, how, why is there a man standing in my garage? And secondly, how was he hearing my thoughts? And so when, when I got to where someone should have been standing like six feet in front of me, I seen this oval uh, about five feet in the air. And it was like, I, I don't want to say see-through, but like kind of wavy see-through. Like you could tell there was something there. And 
just when I was trying to figure out like what the heck was going on, all this energy of Archangel Michael overtook me and I had no clue. I didn't know anything about angels. I didn't know what the heck was going on. I didn't know just this energy overtook me of Archangel Michael. And then the, where it got really weird um, was that these words that were coming from what I thought was Archangel Michael, but what I now believe to be was it the portal that he was opening up. Um, these words were actually my dad speaking to me. And this really confused me because um, I was raised in a, a religious background where I was led to believe that we have a soul. And when we die, it goes to heaven, happy place. And that's the end of that. Well, my mom had passed away a year earlier and my dad was talking to me. So I was like, what's going on here? Like if anyone should be talking to me, it should be my mom. My dad's still alive. What I've come to understand is that we are just a fraction. The soul within us is just a fraction of a larger soul that's still looking after us. And my dad's oversoul came through this portal and when I was standing there like dazed and confused, there was like all these other, he, he started saying, he's like, you can do this. He's like, well, first he shouted no. And then I looked over and there was a pause. And then I heard, you can do this. It's going to take a lot of hard work, but you can get there. And I, I was just like, like, ah, oh, what the heck's going on? And I remember just sitting back down in my chair and I dropped my keys and I just put my hands on my head and the rest of that day until nighttime was kind of a blur i can go on to that night if you want if you have any questions let me ask you this so at first you're okay. saying it was archangel michael but then you believed it was a portal so what do you mean by all that okay so what happened was is that archangel michael from what i believe opened up this portal and because he did it it was his energy coming through so i was experiencing all of this archangel michael energy but he was kind of like hanging with my dad's higher self. And so my dad's higher self spoke through this portal that he had opened up. All right. Did you realize at the time that that was Archangel Michael's energy or did you figure that out? Yeah. Later? No, no, no. That was instant. And that was what really confused me because I there was no word spoken. It was just with when you, what I've come to realize, because this was my first crazy experience, what I've come to realize is that when these beings come to you, it's all energy exchange, exchange of information. It's there might be words spoken sometimes, but a lot of the times it's more like downloads. All right. So what happened that evening? Okay. So um, I went to bed that night and I remember um, my wife at the time, now ex-wife, was sleeping right beside me. It was like one o'clock in the morning. It was no, it was about 11 o'clock in the morning. And um, I was laying in bed and I was crying because I was actually excited like I put a, a lot of thought into ending my life. And so um, when I was still alive and I realized that I was going to have to continue living life, I was kind of heartbroken. So I had tears streaming down my eyes and um, I silently put my hand up to the air and I said to God, I'm like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to keep living, I need to know what this is all about. And um, I kind of passed out from there. And this is where it gets really weird. I don't know how this happened, but I, I remember sleeping and this voice said to me, I believe it was either my guides or higher self. This voice said, you need to open up your eyes. And I remember opening up my eyes <laughs> and I would say about 10 inches away from my face was I will, I'll just 
politely unsay the most unpleasant looking being you've ever seen staring at me. Um, I've always been in what I would consider to be the UFO community. Like I've always been a believer. I've always seen weird things and I've always, like I follow Corey good and stuff. And so I've always seen all these different types of beings never in a million years had I'd seen anything like this. So you've probably heard of a tall gray, right? Yes. So this, this being, I got the impression looked to be about six feet tall. And the best way I could describe it would be instead of a tall gray, it was a light brown and its face was squished into like a square, big eyes, little nose, mouth. Now, when I heard this voice that said, you should open up your eyes and I opened up my eyes and I saw this thing. The first initial reaction I had was I gasped. I went like, "Ah!" and I did this so uh, powerfully that I actually left my body. And I remember floating out about five feet to the side of my bed where I could see the full, the full um, image of this being. And he was bent right over my bed and he was talking to me. And from being um, like astral projected, I couldn't hear what he was saying to me, but I started to get sucked back into my body. And right before he left, um, the only words I, I recall that this being told to me was we're here to carve our own path. Hmm. And I know there was a lot more words than that spoken. Now you said your wife was lying next to you. She didn't hear any of that. My ex-wife was passed out at the time. Now, something that's very interesting about that is because, um, I went to this meditation one time after um, my experience, uh, about nine months after my experience um, with Archangel Michael in my garage. And um, at this meditation, there was a whole bunch of intuitive people. And from telling my story, I've got quite a large um, friend circle of very intuitive people. So I told this story to five different people without them knowing about it. And this is the crazy thing. Um, One of, I wish I could recall his name. Anyways, um, one of, um, sorry, I'm losing my track of mind. So the story was that every single person told me that um, this being was um, a space brother from Andromeda. Um, Apparently, I'm a Pleiadian. And um, the reason why I saw this being the way I did according to um, a gentleman named Rion de Ruin from Morning Coffee. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Very in tune uh, gentleman. I've had a couple of readings with him. And he was telling me that the reason why I saw this thing in that distorted vision was because at the time my third eye was still calcified. So I was seeing through a lens that was distorted. And he told me that this being was probably actually like a six foot tall dude, white dude with long blonde hair. Uh, uh, Palladian or Andromedan brother and I was just seeing it all crazy through my distorted lens. Hmm, that's interesting. I never heard about that. Yeah. That maybe people who see greys have a calcified pineal gland benefits. Well, this, benefits. this this wasn't your typical grey. This was this was something totally <laughs> something crazy. Yeah. Did they mention why your wife was sleeping? Uh, no, no. This was it, um, at the time. Like I, I when I woke up, when I woke up to you should open up your eyes. I believe it was like one thirty in the morning. Yeah, so yeah, to sleep. What I was told um, was that uh, this being was actually standing in a ship above my house and was projecting his consciousness down into my room. But that being said, 
what I saw was just as real as if you in person were standing over my bed. Mm. It did not look holographic at all. All right. So what are some of your other experiences? Okay. So um, on the topic of outer body experiences, this would be my coolest, uh, my most pleasant experience, because even though that one I just told you was cool, it was terrifying and <laughs> wasn't very fun at the time. This le- this next one was really f- cool, I thought. Um, so I went to this uh, med- meditation. It was a guided meditation for like um, breathing and, and uh, like Kundalini rising, like picturing your lower chakras and working your way up to your crown chakra and doing this for an hour of really intense breathing. Um, after an hour, the, the instructor said, okay, we're going to hold your breath now. And it felt like two minutes went by. And because I had been breathing so rapidly for so long, I didn't even need to breathe. And I was like, okay, this is getting kind of weird. I'm just going to breathe for the fun of it. And as soon as I took a breath, I slipped out of my body. And I can remember being about three feet behind me to my right, looking at this large circle of like, there was like 20 people there. And the teacher was saying, okay, on the count of three, I'm going to, or count of five, I'm going to count back and you're going to come to your body. Well, I was experiencing the most unconditional love you like it, it, it feels so good. I can remember when she said that, I was like, I'm not going back. And she counted down to five and she snapped her fingers. And I watched everyone come to and they start stretching and moving. And my body's there and I'm, I'm floating beside my body. And I'm like, I ain't going back, man. It feels too good, right? And then uh, the lady got up and she, she, I guess she could recognize that something was going on, right? So she comes up to my body and she's like... Uh, on the count of three, you're coming back to your body. And she goes, one, two, three. And she goes, boom. And uh, I remember opening my eyes. And the first thing I said was, oh, no, I'm back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's a pretty amazing story that you had there. Yeah. It, uh, ever since 2014, my life's been pretty, pretty wild. Um, uh, another out-of-body experience I had that was uh, not not quite as exciting, but uh, I, I believe it was worth mentioning, was... Um, probably in 2017, I was driving back to um, my dad's house. My ex-wife or my wife at the time was driving and my boy was in the back seat and uh, the the sun was shining. It was just a perfect day. I was going over to my dad's for dinner. I was just feeling so good. And I was just sitting in the back seat. And the next thing I knew my, like I was just this energy body and I was halfway blended into the back of the seat and like my energy was starting to go almost out of the back of the car when I, I got scared that I was going to get like sucked out of the car. And, it, and as soon as I got scared, I kind of just went back in and snapped too. Do you feel that it's easy for you to get out of your body now? No, not at all. I I've never, I've never been able to purposely do it. And I've actually like, I've done candle techniques. I've done meditations. I've tried on purpose. It always happens just through a random situation. All right. So how did you encounter Jesus? So this, this was interesting. Um, so on October 20th, well, actually, yeah, I'll start with the cool one. This was a cool one. So on October 20th, this was, this was by far, um, well, this was there. I have had two really cool visitations by Jesus. So this one, um, I was listening to two YouTube um, videos right uh, in the morning. I was listening to one woman who was channeling uh, Jesus and one of the messages that he was saying in this um, channeled message was, if you're having a hard time opening up your heart in this um, incarnation, invite me in 
and I will help you. And so the, the next, that ends and the next video comes up and I'm, I'm listening to this guy named Enoch777. And he's talking about how every time you have a shower, it's kind of like a baptism. You're cleansing your energy from your body. And for me, that really resonates because I take like half an hour showers, maybe two a day sometimes. Like I'm always having showers. And um, so after I heard these two videos, I just said in my head, I was like, okay. I was like, Jesus, if you can hear me, I would like to invite you in to open up my heart the next time I have a shower and you can be there and, and you can baptize me, right? So this was this was at like 11 in the morning and I kind or like noon whatever I kind of forgot all about what I had said because I didn't end up having a shower till about seven o'clock that night and I was just doing my thing having my shower when um, this energy just like just this warm it started out as a warm feeling overtook my body and I was like I kind of stopped and I was like what's going on and then the, the next um, the best way to describe this would be it was completely invisible, but imagine a five foot bumblebee standing right beside you. Have you ever been in the garden when a bumblebee flies like an inch away from your head? You almost feel the vibration. Mm -hmm. This was like a five foot bumblebee going. And in the physical, my body was like, it felt like popcorn. Like I, I could feel like a static electricity going all over me. And just as I was trying to figure it out is just like the situation I had with Archangel Michael, um, just this energy of uh, Yeshua or Jesus came over me and I knew without a shadow of a doubt that it was him. And there was an energy exchange. It wasn't necessarily words were spoken, but there was definitely downloads. And I remember because I just got, um, this happened on this on October 20th, 2020. And I recently, right before that, I went through a divorce. So I moved in with my old man. And so I was having a shower upstairs at his place. And um, when this happened, I just like came out of the shower and my energy for one week was so transformed. I wish I could say it stuck around forever, but it was just like, I was just like a total hippie. I was just like, peace and love. I remember stepping out of the shower and thinking about all the people that had ever betrayed me. And it was just like a total understanding of, you know, everyone, they're just coming from pain and you can forgive them. And they're all just characters in your story to help you grow. And it was just like a total forgiveness of everyone. And it was just life-changing. I came downstairs and my dad was sitting on the couch and I had my hand on my head and he's like, what's, what's going on? He could tell something was wrong. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what you're going to think about this, but uh, uh, Jesus just came to me in the shower and I couldn't stop swearing. I was saying, holy F, holy F, holy F. And my dad's like, if Jesus just came to you, stop swearing, stop swearing. I'm like, no, it's all good. It's good energy. I just, it's just so crazy. Right. But um, yeah, that, that was, uh, that was life changing for sure. Um, I will add that when people, people say to me, they're like, what was, was there any message that was left with you? And I, I say 110% that it was love is the key. That is so powerful. I, I Love is the key. Everything. I, love is the answer. It's either a lack of love or love in this universe. And if you want the best life, if you want everything to work out, love's the way to go. Now, you said you got a download, I believe. Do you remember what was downloaded? Well, what I mean by download was like, 
after that experience, when I left there, knowing that love was the key, that was an example of getting a download. And then other things started to come to me, like um, what I what I come to believe was that um, Jesus kind of relayed this message to me, I believe, because it resonates with me. But what I was kind of told in a way, it's kind of weird to say told, but was that um, Jesus was actually the one who sent Archangel Michael that day to um, save me in my garage. And I thought that was pretty cool because what I'm um, talking to a bunch of people, what I've come to understand is that Jesus is a guardian. Uh, he likes to be called Yeshua too. <laughs> uh, Yeshua is a guardian of humanity and he has the archangels at his disposal to help him with his goals that he would like to see achieved. Now, were you a Christian before all this stuff happened? Um, no, I was raised Roman Catholic and I, I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to offend anyone because I, I believe, you know, um, religions do help certain people and stuff. But my experience, like growing up as a child, I was taken to a Roman Catholic church where the priest, you know, he had his uh, addictions and he had temper issues. So when I was alone with him, like he would yell at me and it kind of even saying the word Jesus, because I relate that name to religion, it kind of has a weird vibe to it for me. Mm-hmm. But I always had a weird, I was always like, you know, I would kneel down on my bed and pray. And I would say, you know, I don't need a church to talk to God or Jesus or whatever kind of thing. Right. But um, today, when I talk about Jesus, everyone's like, oh, so are you Christian or what this or that? It's like, no, I'm just spiritual. I, I believe in Jesus. I believe in his teachings of love. Mm-hmm. That's what I go off of. Do you read the Bible and follow the Bible scripture? No. Um, I, I need to read the Bible just because it's got good it's got some good energy in it and stuff. But um unfortunately like yeah, I, I do a lot of studying with audiobooks and stuff like that. Okay. So I think you said that you encountered Jesus twice. Is that true? Yes. The next this this um this is the coolest experience, I think. Um well, for Jesus, it is. yeah, this might be my coolest experience. Um, so on June 8th of this year, 2021, I was hanging out with a buddy named Alexander. And we have been spending a lot of time on this beach called Third Beach in Vancouver. And um, we decided on this day, we were going to take a blanket, some music, some treats, and uh, go hang out in the sun, right? And so we make our way down to third beach and we get there and we had a backpack full of stuff. I just laid the blanket down. We hadn't even unpacked or nothing. We just sit down on the blanket. And um, the last seven years have been, uh, you know, for me losing my mom, going through a divorce after 22 years with a child and depression. It's been a, it's been a long, it's been a long haul for me. And um, I remember just sitting there, the sun was shining the water was coming in the, 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 there was just a little bit of clouds. They were beautiful. I remember looking around and just this uh, feeling of uh, ecstasy just overtook me. And um, I, I fell into a, a uncontrollable laugh. I couldn't stop laughing. Um, I had this knowing it was like a oneness of just how perfect everything was. And my buddy was sitting on the blanket and I just fell over and, the, the sun was behind me, 
but my head was in my arms and I was my, like my mouth was like two inches away from the sand. I was laying there. I couldn't, I couldn't get myself up. I was laughing hysterically. And the next thing I know with my eyes open, every it, all I see is white everywhere, like bright white light. Like my eyes are open and I'm laughing and I'm just seeing white everywhere. And the next thing I knew two beings come forth they started to emerge in all this whiteness and when i say beings i'm not talking like like jesus was looking like a human i'm saying it was more like his soul i instantly knew this was G- well about three seconds after at first i was like what's that and i was like oh this energy jesus came over me um but he was standing beside this massive massive white ball of light and i had no clue what that was until I went home, I'll, I'll come back. But when I went home later that day and I meditated on it, what I realized was I had, I had, I don't know if I want to say left my body because it was happening right there, but I had went up somehow to the 12th dimension. And this is where Jesus or Yeshua actually hangs out with the sun from what I understand is that massive ball of energy that I was seeing was the sun. And this has helped me understand that the sun is actually an ascended master in the sky but what happened was this, I don't know how long this lasted. I tried to, I've talked with my buddy and I've made a YouTube video on it. Um, Saved by an angel is my YouTube channel. And um, I've made a video called meeting Jesus on third beach where I go into detail. And um, after like this laughing experience happened, I, I remember sitting up and like we had brought, we bought some pre-roll uh, doobies with us, right? we were so blown away by this experience. The energy was so crazy. We didn't touch anything for like an hour because we were like, we don't like it for, we sat at the beach for about six to seven hours after this experience. And the whole time I didn't even feel human. Um, I felt like my higher self was completely in my body. I remember laughing at all my suicidal depression. Like I just remember like, all we are is love. And it, I, it, I felt like all my depression was like effortlessly, like effort, like putting effort into holding myself down when all I had to do was let go. And like I was saying to my friend, I'm like, I'm like, you really can have it all. Like being in the presence of Jesus for seven hours, I felt like God in human form. And I was like, anything you want in this life, you can have. But you and your doubt and your lack of faith and belief is what's going to get in your way of you achieving that. Get out your way and you can have anything. What did your friend experience? The same as you? That's what I said to him. And I said, did he, I asked him, I said, did you experience like the white beings and this and that? And he said, no, but he said that there was an overwhelming sensation of energy coming from like wherever. I don't know if it was me or right in front of me where I was seeing all this, but he said, he was overtaken by an energy where it was just complete understanding of we are God. Like the, the, the soul energy that makes up Yeshua, Jesus, comes from a larger soul that makes us, right? We are, we are God. And Jesus said himself, we will do what he has done in time, right? We'll move on and then I'll come back to some other stuff. So okay. how did you encounter Lucifer? Holy man. So this was... Uh, this is there's a few different stories. The very first time, um, actually, I was um, in 2015. Uh, 
I started going on this like crazy healing journey, right? Obviously, if you try to take your life in 2014, you've got some healing to do, right? So I started meditating. I started, I went from um, like, I started becoming vegetarian. I quit drinking. I started doing all these things, right? And um, so I got into one of the Reiki healers that I was working with. Uh, she did like 50 sessions with me. She was doing all this crazy stuff. And she's like, you know, you should start micro dosing mushrooms as plant medicine to help open up your heart. And um, that was the start of a pretty intense um, plant medicine journey. And one experience I had while I was in my garage uh, meditating while on mushrooms, um, I had what it almost felt like it's like, out-of-body experiences are kind of different than like when you're closing your eyes and going out for me anyways. And I was meditating and I was seeing, I was up in the star. I was up in space because I was surrounded by like, I could see light little dots out in the distance. And, and the weird thing was, is I, every time I use this plant medicine, my intentions, because intention is very important is to open up my heart and go within my heart. And try to have a lasting effect on, you know, spread the love, right? And um, so I was in a place of unconditional love and I was feeling amazing when the word Lucifer was whispered in my ear, like, like show stopping. Like, and I was like, but I was so blissed out that I didn't even really get too scared. I was just like in a, in a feeling good. I was like, what the heck? And this is with my eyes closed. And what I saw in the distance where there's all these stars was two white glowing balls and they were shooting, they were coming at me at like the speed of light and they came right zooming right by me. And this is the trippy part. When they went right by me, my ears, there was a pulse that went through my ears and I'm talking physically like my ears, like they, they were sh like, I could feel them physically shaking. And I had no idea what this was until I was working with, um, I was working with a shaman from soul ascension healing arts and he was telling me what had happened was these were two angels that had come to escort Mr. Lucifer out of my aura field. And that was the beginning of that relationship. <laughs> I wonder if because you were using the plant medicines, is that possible that that attracted Lucifer? Well, here's the thing. Pl what plant medicines do is they help us go from the physical to the astral realm. And so um, mushrooms deserve a lot of respect and you really have to, it, I, I don't want to tell people that you have to go use a shaman when I was doing it by myself, but I would highly recommend people do that kind of thing with a shaman. It's important to clear your space, have your candles, call in the angels for protection. This was all stuff, you know, I was new to, right? So it definitely absolutely opened me up to that experience. But the next time I had an experience with Lucifer was 100% in the broad daylight. Actually, my next two experiences were where there was no plant medicine, no marijuana, no nothing involved. I can I can keep rolling. Do you want me to go to the next? Sure. <laughs> okay. So my next experience, um, me and my ex-wife and my son, we had two Shih Tzus and we were going on a walk on a Sunday. It was a beautiful day. And we were walking down this path that had all these beautiful flowers and trees everywhere. And I had fallen behind for some reason. Um, 
my wife, my ex-wife and my son were walking the dogs and I stopped for some reason and they got ahead and I looked over to this plant and it had these beautiful purple like spade uh, looking leaves. Right. And I was, I have a meditation area in my garage where I have all these things set up and I was like, Oh, these leaves are so beautiful. I'd love to have one. And so I looked on the ground to see if one had fallen. Right. Cause I didn't want to pluck one from the tree and um, nothing, there was nothing on the ground. And so I was like, okay, I'm like, I'll just, I'll pluck one leaf. It, uh, you know, it's not going to kill. It's not going to hurt anything. I'll pluck one leaf and I'll take it with me. As I put my fingertips to the leaf, I plucked this. As I was about to uh, take this leaf, I heard the words, I wouldn't do that. And this was in the exact same mannerisms, tone, pitch as the word Lucifer that was whispered into my ear uh, maybe a year earlier or whatever that was, six months earlier, I don't know. And I, I to the point where I was like, what the heck was that, right? And... At the time, I I was still new to awakening. Like I don't pull leaves off brand, uh, brand, whatever. Don't pull leaves off plants anymore. But um, I decided to re- disregard what I had heard, and I pinched the leaf off this plant. The second I pinched this leaf off the plant, I looked ahead, and my my ex wife and my son were about fifty feet ahead of me, and my son was running. The second I picked off that leaf. My son went flying through the air and landed on the cement with bloody knees and he got up and he was crying. And um, what I had, um, what I had, when I talked to some friends about what had happened, um, what I had heard was that that was uh, Lucifer telling me, you know, that's his children. The plants are his children. And he was telling me, don't mess with that plant. And I did, so he messed with my child. So I learned that you got to respect Mr. Luke. (laughs) I did. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, I I did have a more positive experience with him, if you're ready for me to go on to that one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, uh, when I was getting divorced and uh, we were packing up the house, um, I was having extreme pains and i started i went for a couple ultrasounds and what they discovered was that there is an 11 millimeter kidney stone inside me well so um they were telling me how this was going to have to be removed and stuff well one day when i was moving boxes this 11 millimeter kidney stone decided to pass and i can tell you something uh i've heard people compare passing kidney stones to giving birth i don't i've never given birth but i can say i'm pretty sure i know what it feels like um i pretty much laid i had to lay i was in the computer room in our in our den and i had to lay down on the hardwood floor with my hands on my chest and i i just laid there and i remember feeling more pain than i've ever experienced in this entire life and this went on for a while to like my, my ex-wife, she came up and she tried to give me a glass of water and it was three inches away from my hands and I, I couldn't even move my hands. Like it, it got to this point where I said, I, I said, I was like, I'm like, oh my God, am I going to die? Like I act, this came into my head because 
I was like, how much more painful can this get? Like, I'm going to die. Like, oh my God. And just as I said that, the word Lucifer was whispered into my ears and I burst out laughing. I went from being in so much pain, I couldn't even cry to hearing this word whispering. And I, I, I started, I started laughing and within 30 seconds, I got up after being on the ground for minutes and minutes and maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, not being able to move. I was able to get up and I was a hundred percent fine. And so I, I talked to my friends. I was like, what the heck was going on there? And one of my friends was like, well, it looks like Lucifer gave you a Reiki healing. Just accept it. Don't try to figure it out. And I was like, okay, that's very, it's very, it's very overwhelming for me because I've always just, you know, always just Jesus, God, Jesus, God. Like I've never known anything about this. So I was kind of like, am I doing something wrong for this to happen? Or like, why is this happening? But I've come to understand it has to do with soul path and my mission and where I've been and all this kind of stuff. After that, did you have a different opinion of Lucifer? Like, for example, is Lucifer misunderstood? Or do you think Lucifer was helping you to tempt you? Or what are your, what's um, your opinion about that? To say Lucifer's misunderstood would have to be, I would have to say it depends on what your understanding of him is. My understanding, I would say, was definitely not correct. I always thought it was just like, okay, he's just the bad guy and it's a war, right? But what I've come to understand is that we, we are all on all levels. We are part of a, a, a spiritual evolution. We're all trying to ascend and not everyone's at the same level. And from what I've come to understand is that like, there is these beings like demons and, and negative spirits that actually help us play a positive role in our life. And Lucifer's job is to keep these beings at bay. And I've heard things that like, Archangel Michael and Lucifer actually work together all the time to keep balance and do things. So that's 100% different than what I used to think. <laughs> do you feel that these experiences had an effect on your marriage and contributed to your divorce? Uh, no. What contributed to my divorce was um, pretty much my, my spiritual awakening in 2012. At the end of 2012, when my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, it was like for the first time I realized that we're going to die one day. And I, I looked at my life and I was like, if I died today, like, what have I done? I've worked 40 to 60 hours a week in a nine to five job as a welder. I've paid a bunch of bills. You know, I've, I, I've, you know, I've always had some troubles with depression my whole life and stuff. Like it was, I was like, man, like I've, I've lived a life that's not really worth living. Like, everything needs to change. I need to change everything. And so I went from like a big partier, you know, I was the guy who would make jello shots and have people over and have the two sixes passing around. And I was a big, I was like a, like a partier that way. I was a big meat eater. I was just into movies and all this stuff. And when I had my spiritual awakening, it was like, okay, I don't drink. I'm vegetarian. I don't really want to watch movies unless they're teaching me about what this universe is about. And so all these things we had in common just kind of started to fizzle away. And I also became aware of what was healthy for me and what was not. And yeah. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Did you also um, lose other friends and family along the way? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say from going through all this, like even because when I had in 2014, on July 13th, when I had this experience with Archangel Michael, 
I didn't tell anyone for nine months. I went on a drinking bender because I thought I was kind of crazy. I was like, okay, Archangel Michael energy. My dad's talking to me. My mom's dead, but my dad was talking to me. I'm like, what's going on here? So I went on, uh, I was pretty much just like drunk every day for nine months until um, I was sitting in my house and I was like, okay, I'm going to get a divorce. I'm going to go tell my, my wife right now that I want a divorce. When my eight month old came crawling up to me and I was like, okay, I'm like, I got to quit drinking and see if this saves my family. And so, you know, it was a long, it was a long drawn out process of six, seven years. But during that time, hanging out with friends was uh, on the back burner for sure. So people that I used to hang out with all fizzled away. And, you know, I'm kind of rebuilding that now. At this point now in your life, how do you feel like you've changed? Oh, my goodness. Well, my beliefs have just been flipped upside down on their head. Like, um, I'll give you an example. Um, I always thought that I was all love and light and that when I passed away, my soul was going to go straight up to the man in the sky, right? But um, what I've come to believe now is that because I had an experience earlier on in this year where um, Jesus and my angels allowed a fallen angel to attach to me for me to experience um, what hatred for um, humanity and the angels and Jesus was actually like because um, of my upbringing. You know, I was always the tall, skinny dude named Ashley with long hair and pop bottle glasses and, and braces and insecure. And so I was always picked on quite bad, right? And so um, I carried around a lot of uh, anger towards other humans just because I always thought people were mean. And I was always kind of like, like, don't get me wrong. I prayed to Jesus all the time. And I was like, thank you, protect my family, love and joy and this and that. But I, I still had this like, like, what am I doing here? I, I don't appreciate this life I was given. Like, and I carried around this anger. So what happened was um, I experienced this energy of the deepest, darkest, extreme hate you could ever imagine. And um, what I was told from a friend was that I was very lucky. Like a lot of people that go to that level don't come back because the anger is so deep. And she said what I was actually doing when I, um, should I tell the story? Should I start? Um, Yeah. Just keep going where you are. Okay. Okay. So um, I met this girl and um she had this experience we were like i think we were twin flames psychic connection kind of thing going on and um she told me this one time how she was i went and visited her in vancouver and she was talking about how she was held down by an invisible force and it felt extremely negative and so she was staying in this apartment isn't it isn't it funny how that happens when i say the word negative it when you when you catch on to things like that it's uh it's quite funny um so anyway so i end up going into this uh apartment room where she was staying and this is really this was really uh surprising for me because if someone was to tell me that they were sleeping in their bed in this room and something really dark and nasty was holding them down at the night the last thing i would do is what i did so i look into this room and I turn around, I place my back to the door, and I put my hands up like this. No clue what I was doing at the time, 
But what I have come to understand now is that I was in a, in a pose of surrender and I was allowing this energy to basically come aboard me to experience this soul lesson that I needed to learn from a half an hour after this thing attached to me, I started sweating. Like, like I don't, I don't sweat. I don't even really use deodorant. I started sweating and it was like stinking. And I went home that day and at five 30, I sat in my garage in a chair until six 30 in the morning. During that time, I was filled with the most extreme rage you could ever imagine. Like imagine you're picturing like lava spears going up at the angels. Like it, it was, it was not pleasant. It was, it was horrendous. And in the morning at about six 30 in the morning, I was just, I had so, I couldn't take this energy anymore. And I said enough. And I said, Jesus, clear this energy and gone, completely gone. And what I, when I talked to some of my friends, like, what was this all about? I was told that I was being shown that when we align with anger towards other humans, we're aligning with fallen angel energy. So a lot of people are out there praying to Jesus and that's good. And they're trying to spread the love, but then you go out and you get cut off and you start F bombing the person and you have all this hatred. What we need to realize is that that energy is aligning with these types of beings. So for me to answer your question, has my life changed from all this? It, I, I've understood energy more. I understand there's so much more than meets the eye basically. All right. You mentioned in the beginning that you're a Pleiadian. Have you had any contact further with Pleiadians? Um, so I've, I've worked with a very intuitive woman named Elizabeth and, um, we do we do meditations and she's told me that we've gone through portals into like the Pleiades and visited people but it's nothing i can't per se other than that experience i had at my bed that might have been um a Pleiadian brother um i can't say i had any other experiences but i did have an experience with um a being from the ninth dimension uh an arcturian being and that was that was pretty wild i was actually um we had sat down in our backyard for uh, we had a propane fire tank and we were going to have, uh, you know, some drinks. It was Friday night. We were going to have uh, chill time. And within 30 seconds the propane died. So I took the propane bottle, hop in the car and I'm driving down to get this thing filled. When all I could say was just that uh, this wave came over me and I was like, what the heck? I I just started feeling all this like ecstasy come over my body and these words were being spoken. Like um, I started hearing these words being spoken, but the energy was so intense. The feeling of love and joy that had overcome me was so intense. I started looking to the right to see if I should pull over because I, I was like, how am I going to focus? But before I knew it, the gas station was right there. I pulled into the gas station and I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I think God just came to me and I couldn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to remember one word that was said. There was a lot of words that were being said. Sorry. I do remember one little tinsy tiny thing at the end, but, um, the, this feeling, I couldn't even focus on the words. It was just so intense. And I did hear, I did hear one thing. It was like, you're going to be just fine. But, um, what 
when I talked to some of my friends, I was like, what was that? Was that God? And they're like, no, that was a being from the ninth dimension, Arcturian being. And that was, that was pretty intense. I want to switch gears here and talk about uh, yep. your YouTube channel and your artwork. Oh, okay. First oh, all, cool, what's man. The name, what's the name of your YouTube channel? Okay, so the name of my YouTube channel is Saved by an Angel. And I have all these weird stories in detail on there and a couple other things. I do have a cool story about my artwork I could share with you. Yeah. Um, do you want me to squeeze it with a few minutes? A couple yeah, minutes? Of course, yeah. Okay, okay. It. Okay, so... Um, when I was going through this big transition after um, almost taking my life in 2014, I got to this point where my whole life was basically drinking, partying, um, sports betting, gambling. That was my whole entire life, right? So when I quit drinking and I quit gambling, I was sitting about six, about three, uh, let's say five months, about five months after quitting drinking, I was sitting in my garage and I felt so lost because I didn't know who I was. I was like, okay, I, I normally lived in a pub. I normally had people over. I normally bet on like the hockey game, the football game, or play poker. Like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to make myself like something? Like, I was starting to think, like, should I just go back to drinking? Because there's nothing in this life that brings me joy. And at the time, um, I, was, I was working in the steel shop, and we were slow. And uh, the boss was like, you know, just go look busy. Go do something, you know, till the next job comes down. So I run into the tent and uh, there was there was some uh, rods, some steel rods, about one-eighth, 14 inches long. And so I grabbed eight of them and uh, I cut out a base and I just started playing around. And I started uh, welding and, and using a heating torch and like molding these things into like a tree. And as I was doing it, like all these visions in my head started coming, like, I was just playing around, but I seen like all these roots and like, I seen like this tree growing. And like, uh, when I got to the top where I was like, okay, what am I going to do for branches? I just instantly saw this vision of beams of light coming through these clouds and the branches going straight up to collect the light and bring it down into this earth. And so I was like, okay. And what was really crazy was I took this thing home and then I started covering it in crystals and painting it and playing around with it. And for the first time, this was in 2015, I had been in, uh, like, I don't want to, like, a really depressed state for two years. I had basically come to the point where, like, um, I was like, okay, there's nothing outside of my son that's ever going to bring me joy. So when I discovered this artist within me that I had no idea about that only came because I quit the drinking, I quit the gambling, I quit doing all these things that weren't serving me these trees came into my life and it, it got to a point where I was like, Oh my God, I was so excited to work on them. I went from being super depressed to like, Oh man, I just want to work on these trees. And I'll tell you about the coolest story involving Jesus. So that guy that I was talking about on third beach that was with me, Alexander, I've been told that we have um, some Jesus lineage in us where past lives, we were working with Jesus. And anyways, I had two of these trees this was, uh, this was a couple months ago, but on December 25th, 2020, each tree that I make, they're, they're mild steel, right? So I stamped the bottom with my name, the name of the tree and the date. And I was always like, I was always thinking, I was like, okay, I have a tree named the Yeshua tree where I, I put like sawdust in the resin on the tree to represent like the cross that he was on. And then there's like crystals on the bottom to amplify the energy. And I was like, okay, um, the stamping is the first 
process in making these trees. And I was like, it would be so cool if I stamped two trees on December 25th for the Yeshua tree, right? Like have it on his birthday. So after that, I just, I dipped them in a white protective paint. And then that's when I do the crystal work. But these trees had been sitting there for months, 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 and I just left them and I had no idea why. My buddy Alexander comes over and he's like, man, he's like, my birthday's coming up in in, a, in like a few weeks. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm like, these two Yeshua trees have been sitting here forever. I haven't worked on them. I have no idea why. Now I know why. I'm like, one's meant for you for your birthday. And I'm going to I'm going to make the other one for me so we can do it together. We're buddies. We'll each have a Yeshua tree. So I held two of these trees up like this and they're stamped on the bottom and they're all white. They had no crystal work done. They hadn't been painted. And I, and I said, okay, I want you to intuitively choose one because one was stamp number two, one was stamp number three. And as I pointed them towards him, he started like, he started like, like, you know, like walking, like he just got out of a bar and, and we weren't drinking. And um, so this started to get like to the point where he was like knocking over the stool and stuff. I was like, Oh my God. So I put the trees down. I run over to him. And this is, it gets to the point now where I'm, I, I put my hand on his back and he's starting to shake and his eyes are starting to roll in the back of his head. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I start lowering him down to the ground and he's shaking. And I was like, Oh my God. So I grabbed, I grabbed, there was a blanket. I covered him up. And like, just as I said to myself, I'm like, should I call the ambulance? I heard no. And I actually got the feeling this energy of Jesus or Yeshua overcame everything. And I was like, oh, everything's going to be okay. After some minutes had gone by, he, he kind of comes to, I take off the blanket. He stands right up and I'm like, well, dude, maybe you should sit down. I, you might've just had a seizure. He's like, no. He's like, when you point, I'm like, do you remember what happened? He's like, yes. He's like, when you pointed those trees at me, I was overtaken by the energy of Jesus and I just lost control. And I messaged my friend Elizabeth and I was like, you what the heck happened there? And she was like, the energy of Jesus came pouring through these trees and it, it kind of exploded his crown chakra and his heart chakra. They just opened up to the point where he lost control. And so, yeah, that was another crazy experience with uh, Jesus for sure. I believe you sell these trees or if not, can you at least view them? And if so, what is the website where people can see them? Absolutely. So, um, my website is ashleysamborski.com. It's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-A-M-B-O-R-S-K-I.com. I have a website. And uh, also, if people want to follow me on Instagram, uh, at ashsam, A-S-H-S-A-M, triple eight. Um, I post a lot of my work there. I also have uh, the Miracle Tree Collections on Facebook. So there's all types of ways you can find me. Do you interact with the public? And if so, how should they reach out to you? Well, if you're interested in buying a tree, the best way to do it is to straight up go to ashleysamborski.com, send me an email. I like to work with my clients. So like all the bases, like the steel bases of the trees are, are I make them in large quantities, but I wait until a tree's ordered. They're all numbered and stamped and autographed on the bottom. So when someone's interested, there's six different trees to choose from. They can message me, and what I like to do, if they're so inclined, not everyone's um, spiritually based, but um, what I like to do, if you are so, is I'd like to say, okay, do you have any like specific angels or ascended masters or that you like to work with that I can call in, or if you have a loved one 
that's passed away. I, um, if you tell me their name, I like to call in and work with the energies that way. What if people after seeing this podcast just want to talk to you in general? Oh, about wow. OBEs, Jesus, well, angels? Um, I guess in a way I'm kind of new to that. I guess the best way to reach out for me there is like I, I do have a, a newer YouTube channel mm-hmm. and it's got all my weird experiences on there and stuff. And so maybe if people wanted to comment on the video, if you have any, I guess, whatever questions to that, I could reach out through the comments. But um, I guess that's something I'll have to work on. Well, before we finish it up here, do you have one last positive message that you'd like to share with everyone? I do. And I've already said it. And that's love is the key. It, it really is so powerful. And you, you just, I can't overstate it. All right. Well, that's a great message. Ash, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you and I wish you the best. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jeff. It's been an absolute pleasure and I hope your viewers had a good time with this episode. All right. Well, thank you and have a great night. Thanks. You too, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Marla. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.